This is the Johnny Taco Show. This is Johnny Tacos, and we have a Taco Tuesday testimonial where I have Miss Tracy Crump here on the uh, other line. Uh, she will give a awesome testimonial of what God has done for her and what God is doing to move her every day. So let's get this music going. Okay, welcome to the show. Uh, before I have uh, Tracy uh, speak about her testimony, just to let you know, we do have our independence uh, from addiction through metal uh, coming out July 4th. So be excited about listening to uh, testimonies as well as some uh, music for the youth to uh, rock along to. So. Uh, it is January, I mean, sorry, not January, we're going back in time, it's July 4th, and then also, I have a great uh, special with uh, Bone Ministry, which is a motorcycle ministry, and they're going to go and speak about their ministry as well as uh, sharing some testimonies of themselves about how um, their ministry has helped a lot of bikers that were lost uh, find their path to not, uh, not only to God, but also to be a good man of God for their family and their children. So, uh, and it's going to be sometime in June, I believe, the middle part of June. So, please uh, listen up. Uh, it's going to be an awesome, uh, awesome treat for everybody. So, anyways, this is not about me. This is about Tracy here. Hey, Tracy, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine, Johnny. How are you? I'm blessed. I'm, it's always better to be six feet above than six feet below. <laughs> Absolutely. So tell, tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I like to say that I grew up at the hospital where my dad worked for 29 years as a medical photographer. And we often visited his photo lab there. And so I got to know the hospital as a, a non-threatening place. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a place of illness so much uh, as a place that I would visit and be with him and got to meet doctors there and kind of listen to a little bit about their stories and things that they did. And so I knew from the age of 10 that I wanted to be a nurse. Um, go ahead. No, no. I was, no, I was. Okay. So, uh, so anyway, um, but when I was about 11 years old, um, I started feeling like I wanted to go to church. Our, our, 
I grew up in a very, very loving home. Um, my parents taught us strong morals and high values, and um, but it wasn't a Christian home. So uh, a lot of my friends went to church. And so I just started asking my mom and dad, could we go to church? And so one day they said, well, do you want to know what we believe? And I said, sure. And they sat me down and they told me that they were agnostic. Of course, I didn't know what that meant. And they, the way they explained it was that they said, we, there may be a God or there may not be a God, but it really doesn't matter to us either way. And I thought, well, you know, that's really not what I believe. And so, of course, I didn't know at the time that this was actually the Holy Spirit drawing me uh, to him. But um, they were very open to my going to church. And so I, for about two years, I walked by myself down to a church that was a block from our house. And I attended, I didn't actually go to big church, but I attended something called training union, which is kind of like Sunday school at night. And the couple who taught the, the class that I was in, I kid you not, their names were Mr. and Mrs. Angel. Wow. And, yeah. And they were such a sweet couple. And, and you know, um, you know, I learned a lot and uh, I told them that I was a Christian because, you know, in my mind, I decided I wanted to be a Christian. So psh, that's all it took. Right. And uh, so anyway. I went for two years, but just like most kids who don't have um, parents who uh, go to church or, you know, encourage them to attend, I just kind of fell away. But I continued to read my Bible. I was I was just a voracious reader. And so I, I read the Bible cover to cover twice by the time I was 17 years old. Um, but I still wasn't a Christian. It really wasn't until I um, went to nursing school and a friend invited me to a crusade that I heard, well, you know, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And I finally realized, oh, yeah, all means me. You know, I had always thought I was a, I was a pretty good girl. I didn't I didn't get into in trouble. And, um, you know, I, I obeyed my parents and did all those things. And, you know, I told everybody I was a Christian. But it wasn't until then, and I'm sure I'd heard this over and over, but it just finally that day sank in that, you know, that I I need Jesus too, just like anybody else. And so that's when I gave my heart to Jesus. And I, I tell people that, you know, I, I, being being a, uh, going to church doesn't make you a Christian. Being a good girl doesn't make you a Christian. Reading your Bible doesn't make you a Christian. Saying you're a Christian doesn't make you a Christian. Um, and so really when you are in that and when you believe that you are good enough, you're really in a, a dangerous place um, because it's it's easy to think, I don't I don't need Jesus because you know, I'm okay. I'm a I'm a good person. So um so anyway, that's that's when I began um, to know Jesus and to, you know, to to live the the Christian life. Um, but I did go on and, and go to nursing school, finish nursing school, and I worked five years in intensive care. As you can imagine, I saw a lot of sad things there, um, but I also saw some of, of um, God's miraculous healings, too. Um, so I worked for five years, and I retired to become a stay-at-home mom when, our, when we had our first child. Uh, I had gotten married right out, out of uh, nursing school. So we had uh, we had one son and then we had a second son. Um, eventually, I um, became a, st uh, a not only stay at home mom, but a homeschool mom, which is not something I ever planned. 
Um, I like to say that that God was gracious to go along with my plans for a while, and then he kind of threw some a wrench into the works. And so we homeschooled our children, our sons, um, and they, they both finished high school as homeschoolers and went on to college. And then that's when I started my, my writing career and I uh, started writing. I uh, felt God leading me to write about something uh, that happened in our family that um, I felt like could help other other parents. So um, uh, so I did that and then eventually went on to uh, start submitting uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul stories. A friend encouraged me to do that. Um, she had uh, emailed me one day and she knew I had been a nurse. She was a nurse too. And knew I had worked as a nurse many years before. And she said, Chicken uh, Soup for the Soul is coming out with a another book for the nurse's soul they had done one before and this was their second one she said why don't you submit something and I said you know they're not going to publish anything I write I at that point I had just published a couple of articles and I I felt good about that but I thought they're not going to they're not going to publish anything for me and so I just let the deadline pass (laughs) and then she emailed again and she said chicken soup has extended the deadline from the nurse's soul book why don't you try submitting something? And so I thought, well, I thought of one story and then another, and I ended up submitting five stories to that book and they chose two to publish. And so that's when I kind of got started on Chicken Soup for the Soul. All in all, I have I have contributed 22 stories to Chicken Soup for the Soul books. And now I um, even do workshops on writing for them. And I have a course online for about writing for them. So that's kind of where that part of my career started. But I also began writing devotionals or devotions for devotional magazines and published quite a few of those. Um, I wrote more articles. I've published uh, probably a couple hundred articles and devotions and short stories. So um, uh, anyway, I began also doing workshops at writers conferences. So one day I, um, I had gone to a writer's conference. I was on faculty there and there was an agent there and I sat down and talked with him and I had a couple of ideas for novels and a children's book and just kind of ran those past him. And he said, well, that's, that's okay. But he said, you know, really, he said, you've published so many devotionals. Why don't you write a devotional book? And I said, oh, okay, I could do that. You know, I really liked doing the short pieces. I had never really wanted to write a whole book. And but, you know, a devotional book, that would be one devotion at a time. So I said, okay, well, you know, I can do that. And so what did I do? But, you know, what came naturally was uh, to write about the nursing experiences I'd had. And also I had had gone on to take care of my um, both of my parents when they became ill. So I had a lot of caregiving experiences. And I thought, well, you know, that that might be helpful to people who are going through illness themselves to write about that and to give them hope during that time. So um, I wrote a book called Health, Healing and Wholeness, Devotions of Hope in the Midst of Illness. Um, And so I I finished the book and um, the agent that I had talked to, he became my agent. And I sent the, what they call a, um, uh, a book proposal to him. And he started shopping it around. Well, anybody who's ever worked in the in the publishing industry knows that nothing happens quickly in that (laughs) industry so it was a couple of years before he um, or at least maybe 18 months before he found a a publisher and uh, that was a good fit so um, I had just signed the contract for him with them in 
February of 2020. And of course, what happened in March of 2020, the world shut down with COVID. And, you know, I really kind of had a little conversation with God then. I said, Lord, you know, health, healing and wholeness uh, pandemic. Wouldn't this be the best time for this book to come out? And, you know, but it wasn't even finished at that point. So um, but that wasn't his plan. So I knew he had a better plan. Uh, and I went on to finish the book and sent it to the publisher. And I thought, well, maybe this will be about out by Christmas. You know, that would be a good time for a book to come out. Well, no, because of, of different uh, publishing, uh, you know, the um, <clears throat> the catalogs that they have to get them into and different things like that, things that I don't even know anything about. It was going to be the next June. So I thought, OK, well, you know, there's a reason for this. You know, things will probably start opening back up and after COVID, and so this will be a good time for it to come out. Well, in April of that year, we had we had been taking care of my mother-in-law. She had moved in with us when about uh, three and a half, four years before, and she had just turned 100 in April. Then 12 days later, she had a heart attack, and um, she survived, but she became weaker and weaker, so we we had to put her on on hospice started hospice with her and um i honestly did not think she would live another week she was she was so weak uh, after we started her on hospice but she she lived another three and a half months but they were very intense months of caregiving and so of course any, any author who's published a book knows that that the launch is a big thing, that the release date is, is a big deal and you get ready for it. You know, you, you do all kinds of things and, and you're supposed to be really involved. Well, I could do nothing. I could do absolutely nothing to to launch the book. Um, I had kind of done a few things ahead of or quite a few things ahead of time. And I did have a launch team. Uh, led by a very, very sweet lady who uh, was uh, a launch director. And I called her my Energizer Bunny launch director because she was so full of energy. But um, I said, I cannot, I cannot do anything. I, I cannot. And they said, okay, you just, you stand down. We've got it from here. And so they, um, they, they ran with it. But I said that God, you know, used them and took that book to number one. It was a number one new release. Uh, the day it came out. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, but I, it was all God because, I, you know, when you can do nothing, that's when you know God is is doing everything. Um, so it was it was a huge, I guess, life lesson for me that once again, you know, all we need to do is depend on God because He's got everything under control. I, <laughs> I I'm I. I glad that I'm not in charge because I would just make a mess of things <laughs> but he had uh, he had everything under control already and so um, so anyway that's when my my book released but it was kind of a it was kind of a full circle thing because uh, you know I started out as a nurse then I ended up writing and wrote chicken soup for the, the nurse's soul book and then wrote a book about my experiences um, in ICU and uh and caregiving and then it was funny because um a few months later i had i was contacting some churches to see if they wanted to carry the book either in their bookstore or maybe um, purchase some to use for outreach and and uh, for like um uh, homebound people that sort of thing 
and I contacted the church that I had attended um, way back when I was 11 years old. Now, you may recognize the name of this church. It's called Bellevue Baptist Church. Uh-huh. Um, Just a little yeah. bit. Just a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Adrian Rogers, some people know him, yeah. So, um, so anyway, I had called the church and spoke to an older man there and asked uh, or told him about, uh, you know, about my book. And, and so I just went on and kind of gave him my little testimony like I just did here and told him, I said, yeah. And I said, the, the couple who was uh, teaching that class, their name was Mr. and Mrs. Angel. He said, oh, he said, they're still here. I said, you're kidding. He said, no, they're older than Noah, but he said, they're still here. And he, <laughs> he said, I said, that's amazing. Cause that had to have been 55 years ago that, um, that they taught that class. So uh, anyway, he said, I'm going to tell them about you. <laughs> oh, anyway, that was just another little, little God wink there that, um, you know, that they were still, still alive and still, still kicking and still going strong and, and, and in the church and active in the church. Uh, so it's amazing how God take, takes you full circle from right back to the beginning where you meet the, right. uh, meet the ones that offered the, uh, the door that God gave them to, uh, you know, to get you started off saying, you know, yeah, you're right. You can't just say, well, I'm a Christian or I go, I read the book and all that. Um, you have to practice. You have to live that life. You have to live the Christian lifestyle. You have to give your life. You have to open your heart up and let Jesus in. And mm-hmm. but but uh, just saying that you're a Christian is a walking step. It is a step going up. Saying yes, I, I want to be a Christian. You know, that's just that's just like it. Your first steps. It's like your baby steps. You're having little baby steps, and then you start walking and in that path. So, uh, what I was wondering is, um, a hospital photographer does he go and say, "Hey, doctor, say cheese," you know, stuff like that, <laughs> or what? What is a um, a hospital photographer? Yeah, I guess he's the only one I've ever heard with that that job title. But um, he did a little bit of everything. He did. Um, he did actually uh, pictures for doctors that they used in medical books. He, um, he, at the time, now this was way back when, so this was before digital photography. Uh, he had a dark room where he even developed his own uh, plates, which back then it wasn't just film. It was big plates and these huge cameras. And he innovated a, a technique to, to make photographs through a microscope. And a lot of times, yeah, it's pretty innovative. Um, he would have loved the digital age. He would have been in, in heaven. But um, he he um, so he made pictures for them to use in their medical books. Uh, he took pictures of the nursing classes. He took pictures of my nursing class. Um, he took pictures of uh, just just different things. Sometimes <laughs> I don't know if your your audience would want to hear about this, but it was kind of a funny incident that happened. Uh, the doctors sometimes would play jokes on him. They would play jokes back and forth and. Uh, sometimes they would bring him specimens to take pictures of. And one time he walked back into his lab and there was an arm hanging out of this sink <laughs> that, that he went, they wanted a picture of him and there, of it, there was a reason for it to be there, but I mean, they left it. <laughs> it was kind of staged that way. So, but he took, he took pictures of autopsies. He took movies sometimes of autopsies and, um, 
just all kinds of things, just just anything that they needed him to do. I know, um, you know, this was in Memphis. And so, of course, uh, that's where Elvis Presley lived. And he came sometimes to um, visit children at the hospital or whatever. And he took pictures of him and different celebrities that came for whatever reason. So he did just about anything they needed him to do. So he was like Mr. Big Stuff there, getting to meet all the celebrities, rubbing hands and all that. That's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your inspiration for being a nurse came because you used to hang out at that church, like you were saying. I'm in that church. Sorry, I have church on my brain. Uh, they <laughs> they hung out uh, at the hospital, and you became a nurse. Mm-hmm. And do you feel that God had uh, moved you to be a nurse to help people? Did you just have that helping soul that God was that the gift that God gave you? I think it was. I think it was. I think most nurses probably um, go into that profession because they do care about people. Um, And, you know, like I say, in ICU, I saw a lot of sad uh, things go on, but um, it's part of life, too. Um, One of the stories that I did not put in my book was about a, a young man who came in. Uh, was a burn patient. I don't remember how he got burned, but he was severely burned over a large percentage of his body. Um, And burn patients were the hardest for me to work with. Um, Not because, you know, you had to do so much to to keep everything sterile because they were so open to infection. um, And they, you know, they were so hard to work with in that way. But the main reason was when every touch causes pain, that's hard for a nurse to deal with because, you know, we're, we're in this business to relieve pain and to help people to, to get better. And so that is very hard to deal with. Um, but he was an inspiration. He had decided that he was going to do whatever it took to get better. He, his faith was evident and he was, you know, he was going to, he was giving glory to God every step of the way. He knew, he knew basically what he was facing uh, because it's a long road to recovery after a severe burn like that, but he was up for it. Well, one night he, um, he, there, with, with burns, there are huge fluid shifts. They're losing so much fluid through their skin uh, or through the, through the burn because they, that skin, you know, is what protects you, keeps the, what's supposed to be inside in and what's supposed to be outside out. Mm-hmm. And so he went through a fluid shift and uh, it caused um, swelling in his brain and he respiratory and cardiac arrested and we could not get him back. And I thought, Lord, what, what happened here? You know, someone is at the front door. He was all set to praise you for his healing. He was, he was ready to do whatever it took. He wanted to get back to, you know, to, to living again. What happened? Why didn't you heal him? And God said, I Welcome. did. This is Alexa. He said, he's here with me now. He doesn't have to go through all that now. He's out of pain. He doesn't have to worry about, you know, about going through the rehab and doing everything that took. He's here with me. And so that was, you know, that was kind of an eye-opening experience. Like I say, death is part of life. And, you know, we can celebrate when it's a saint goes to heaven. It's it, we're we're sad here and there's nothing wrong with that that's that's normal but we can celebrate when our loved ones go to heaven uh, because we know that they are with Jesus and that we'll see them again if we're Christians too so 
anyway, that was that was one experience I had. But I didn't write about that in the book because I was afraid it would kind of bring people down. And I did want it to be a book full of hope. Well, you know, the the one thing about that is it, it is a, it is a life story and it shows that he was still had his faith and he was still mm-hmm. sorry my audience which are my dogs are keep on barking I keep trying to put it on uh, mute so you won't hear there's always activities around my house so i do apologize for that so the um the uh from from making that transition from being a nurse to uh, being a a writer for god uh, was that a hard transition or was it pretty easy, pretty fluid? Well, to be honest, it was not anything I had. And once again, just like homeschooling was not anything I had ever planned to do. I, in fact, I hated writing when I was in school. I was good at grammar, but I really wasn't, didn't feel like I was good at writing. But it's just like anything that God says, you know, I want you to do this. He's going to equip you for it. So I wrote, I had written a book and, but I didn't know what to do with it. So I just kind of stuck it away for four years and I received a card in the mail one day, uh, advertising a a writer's conference. And I had no idea why that came to me because I had never done anything with writing. And so I thought, okay, Lord, if this is what you want me to do, okay, I'll, I'll do this. I'll take this down there. I'll hand it off to some willing publisher. Ha ha. Anybody who's an author knows that's a a big joke and just let them run with it because I'm not doing this writing stuff. I am not a writer. And um, so I went and uh, I did find a couple of of publishers who were interested, but I also uh, spoke with a couple of uh, magazine editors and they were interested in some articles. And that's when I came back home and wrote those articles they a few months later were published in national magazines and i thought i actually got paid for it i thought this is pretty neat (laughs) so it just kind of started there and and just kind of went on i had um joined a writer's group that was when i met that lady who encouraged me to submit to chicken soup for the soul and so as i say it wasn't anything i ever planned to do but my children were grown Uh, i was you know i was still a stay-at-home wife. And so this was something that um, started to appeal to me more and more. I think God gave me the, um, I didn't have any any urge to do this while I was homeschooling. And I think it would have been hard, although I know a lot of homeschoolers who do write, but I think it would have been hard for me to do because I was really, really, really involved with homeschooling and leading 4-H groups and homeschool groups and things like that. So I think it was just like, my favorite verse is Ecclesiastes 3, 1, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. And so this, there was a season for nursing, there was a season for homeschooling, and to me, then a season for writing. And he just, he just brought me into that season. You know, that, that is, uh, that's funny because uh, I had seasons too, uh, you know, it's, it's just, if God needs you in a place and um, he needs you to, uh, be there you're there but then then you know what he goes you know what you did you did your job there i need you to hear that i need you right here because there's some people that really need to hear your writing there, there's a person that really needs to hear your voice um 
your testimony to help them out to know that, hey, I am alive and I'm and I'm kicking and I'm I just want to be inside your heart. I'm just asking. I'm just want to be that father that you need uh, when you go mm-hmm. through this long life of uh, through the world because the world can can bring you down. The and, and it will bring you down because the world is unforgiving. God is forgiving. God is love. The world is lust. You know, uh, mm-hmm. people get that people get that mixed up. Uh, sometimes they go, well, you know, I love doing this. I love doing that. You know, but it's not it's not godly and all that. But I love it. No, it's not love. It's lust. You know, you lust mm-hmm. over the world, but you love in God. So. Um, listening to that, I can't, uh, I want to, you know, thank you. We're, we're actually running a little bit, um, uh, almost out of time. So what I want to say is thank you, Tracy, for, um, being on the show, um, learning about your nursing career all the way to writing and having that chicken soup for the nurses. So, and having two, uh, articles published, um, that right there is a huge, um, thumbs up to God and, you know, uh, and you're right when you when you can't and you feel like you can't do anything because of the un, unfortunately 2020, the uh, unfortunate event that happened there. Um, you, you're sitting there and you're like, God, what can I do? And God says, rest. I got you. I got you. I got you back. I, I got you. You know, this is this is my will and my will will be done. So it um, it comes to a point where people need to learn to relax and let God help. Uh, we we we're humans and we want to fix everything ourselves. We 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 want to do this ourselves. We can do this. You know, I could write this uh, devotional book. You know, I, I could do it myself. And then you get hit that road bump, and then you just get you get upset because you know it, you're trying to force it and you're trying to do it. But then once you rest in the Lord and the Lord opens up these doors, then, then things start happening. That's right. That's right. He's got it all under control. And you know, it's funny. You said, uh, their last name was angel. My Mm -hmm. real name is Ingle, which is German for angel. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. So I always thought it was pretty funny. I I tell everybody, you know, maybe I'm an angel, you know, (laughs) Uh, like in hidden form i'm i'm in <laughs> incognito <laughs> so but uh i want to thank you for being on the show today uh listening to your testimony not only moved to me but i know it moved the listeners um for your book um is it on amazon can can people it, purchase it on amazon it is it's on amazon barnes and noble all the major distributors and mm-hmm. what is the name of the book again it's called Health, Healing, and Wholeness, Devotions of Hope in the Midst of Illness. That's a mouthful. <laughs> yes. Uh, you, know what I, I, you know what I'll do for the listeners is I will put that down in the information box. Um, okay. So if you can just email me that because that, that's a long, long uh, name. So I can make sure that the listeners uh, are able to access that, uh, that book. And you know okay, what? I want to. I, I want to read it now. It's like I love hearing stories about the um, ICU and about the triumphs of um, the nurses because uh, 
nursing is the hardest job I can think of because it's it's so emotionally draining. And you have to have faith. You have to have faith in God to keep going because there's there's I've seen I've heard stories where where it it, it would have drove me to the edge of insanity having mm-hmm. to deal with some uh some things that do with nurses and nurses do not get that that praise um that that recognition as doctors do uh even though nurses do what 99% of the job <laughs> they're they're on the front line they so, sure are mm-hmm. so uh I just want to reach out to the listeners that are nurses. You know, thank you for what you do. You know, God put you in that in that position to help other people to soothe their pain and to be there uh, from from any kind of moment, uh, from happiness and healness to unfortunate uh, passing. You know, uh, you're there. You're on the front lines. You're the soldier, so true soldier of God. So. I just want to tell you all, thank you. Uh, we appreciate you, and God loves you. And you know what? I love you because you are a part of my family. And mm-hmm. thank you, Tracy, for everything you've done uh, as being a nurse, as being a homeschooler, taking care of those kids. Oh, that's another <laughs> difficult thing. I, I have six <laughs> kids. I couldn't I couldn't think of me uh, homeschooling all them. So kudos to you you know you you have the patience of a saint a patience of a saint god has gave you that patience so uh also just want to um just just to pray for you um before you go if you don't mind i would love it thank you all right uh father god i pray that tracy um her ministry her books uh reach out to those who feel a little lost feel a little um sad the nurses out there that are spent and uh, those who are emotionally drained they read this book and they get inspiration from the book uh, i pray for her family uh to not only thrive in health but to get closer to you each day lord I, i've seen you work in her life i've heard her stories of how you have triumphed over the enemy over the world. So I pray, Lord, that you bring more um, goodness and more grace upon her, her family, and everything that she does. And Lord, thank you for giving us the opportunity to meet this awesome woman of God. In your name, amen. Thank you. Thank you, Tracy. You Enjoyed have, it. Have a blessed day, okay? Me too. And to all the listeners, thank you for uh, listening to us. Uh, the new ones that came in that says, hey, this is Johnny Tacos. It's a recipe place, isn't it? Somewhere I get to learn some food. The only food you get is the food from Jesus Christ, the knowledge through the Bible, through testimonials, and through uh, awesome worship music. So welcome here uh you didn't come here by accident god had a message for you through one of my guests or myself my my uh, endless babbling uh also to all the diehard listeners you know who you are i i can't express how much i am so grateful for y'all listening to me listening to my guest uh promoting this uh since day one 
You are the glue that keeps this weird podcast together. And without you, I would just be talking to myself, which is not a really bad thing because usually I'm talking to God and not myself. So um, I do appreciate everything y'all have done and keep up the good work. You know, uh, God bless you and don't have a good day. Have a great day.